you take a sip of my wine before we get into this. Oh, back on, back on your drinking train, huh? Just for this episode, it's been a long day. I haven't drank in a couple episodes. Actually, more with you. I haven't drank in a while. There you have it. Um, I've been you on that drink since we switched to Monday. I know we haven't, right? Because I like there's a Thursday. It's like it's thirsty Thursday. It's a requirement. Monday, it's like, are you an alcoholic? Well, I guess I'm the alcoholic. <laughs> me today, me this time. I guess I could have gotten a drink. I thought about it. But I was like, no, Sam's not drinking, so I'll chill. But you want to go get a drink? Maybe. I'm still working on that sixer that I got for our twenty first episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, well, we'll see you guys after the intro music to see if Haley gets a drink. Well, folks, I got the alcoholic beverage. I tried to take a funny sip, ended up fucking choking as soon as the recording started. All right, fellers. So, Sam's so done. On this episode, we are talking body. We're talking body, baby. We're talking body. And that would be positivity, acceptance, and neutrality. No other jokes are allowed. <laughs> Don't you fucking laugh. Oh, Daryl, help me. Oh, help God. Me, this, is, this is such a serious topic. And we're just like, <laughs> I don't want to start a fourth recording. We oh, we're not. We're this. not. We're not. We're, okay. we're coping with humor. I think we've already discussed that we are the com- comedic relief fat mm-hmm. body friends, okay? So... Oh, yeah. We're gonna Absolutely. laugh about it. It's how we cope. Leave us alone. You should laugh with us. Okay. Let... <laughs> with... No, this, this is just what happens when two fat, funny friends become friends. Yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. Honestly, I wish I feel like... I feel like that last episode kind of was more like raw in yeah. emotions than either of us expected. So now we're like yucking it up just to recover. I, I agree. I agree. We like our last episode, we're like, oh, it's going to be so easy. We're both like, remember the standards we were held to as children. Yes. <laughs> Worthy wounds. Our, fantasy, um, our fantasies can't save us now. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, everyone. My therapist right. said I have fantasy thinking which like root of her clearly i live in a fantasy but also same same right so now that we've said cut 1800 million times mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. just get right into it i feel like it's only fitting to start with body positivity because that was the og the original movement and it actually Fucking saying the same shit I already said. <laughs> it actually started in the 60s. It's an... I'm sorry we had to cut so many times, Haley. I've what if I farted? They never know why we've cut so many times. Like you'll never well, they know. Will now. 
<laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> oh my god. For fuck's sake. This is gonna be unlistenable. Unlistenable. And yet people keep coming back for more. They know what they're getting. Cancel me. I'm just being a fucking turd now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, body positivity was the original movement. It actually started back in the 60s. Wow. And it was. <laughs> do you want me to get through this outline? <laughs> no, do one, one more take. One more take. Was body positivity the first movement? And was it created in the 1960s? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking sweating under this onesie, too. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm so My tits are so, so bad. And they're, like, resting on my stomach. I'm just a pool over here. I'm just yep. a pool. Let me... Oh. Oh. I God cut so much cut so much cut. <sighs> Should we just start? No, I don't want to start no. another one. <laughs> no, we're not. We're fine. It's fine. Well, I'll use it. <sighs> It'll be fine. I am accepting the fact that I've lost 180 pounds and my boobs are droopy, so I had to pick them up a little bit and sop up the sweat. If anything's staying in, that's staying in. <laughs> well, you have to leave the rest of men in the rights. They're like, what are you talking about, you nutcase? Okay, Haley, which one was first? Body positivity. <laughs> the body positivity movement was created in the 60s for marginalized groups of people. Like, people who were in larger bodies. Black, queer, disabled folks. Just anyone that faced any discrimination at all. So I would say around, like, I did some looking and also just, like, referenced the very loose fabric of my long-term memory. But I would say, like, around, like, 2012 to 2014, body positivity began to be, like, discussed openly on social media. And I would say really came in the mainstream then. I, I think it's wild that it took 50-plus years for it to gain that much traction when you think about it. Yeah. But fast forward 10 years, and it has been co-opted by thin, cishet, white women. Shock. Yeah. Pretends to be shocked. Right. No. So before the non-fat people come for me, I want to burp. <laughs> God, I keep, it keeps feeling like it's like right there. I know. Oh. Finally. Okay. Oh my. Uh, I was deep. That was a deep one. Yeah, you oh. like that? Nice. <laughs> what? Oh my god, we're never fucking gonna get to this fucking episode. Alright, continue. What? You could just read all of it. 
No, I'm kidding. You don't have to be thrilled with your body every day, but focus on accepting it as it's great because I'm going to be yourself 24 7 7 ways. I was like, can you buy that with us? What the fuck happened? It was, no. only, it was only like 15 minutes between recording time, like when we took a break. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, before the thin people come for me, everyone deserves to feel good about their bodies. And society is really shitty to all fans. Yes. But the issue is that white women frequently co-opt social movements that were started by marginalized groups. And they end up becoming the focal point and the face of the movement without acknowledging like the people who did the labor or anything in the past and created the movement that they just so not so graciously took center stage on mm-hmm. like it really just kind of chaps my ass that that happens over and over again yeah i'm sure it chaps a lot of asses yeah but <clears throat> while body positivity was the first movement that kind of addressed how marginalized people were treated in like this regard you also had the rise of body acceptance which is basically the premise that you don't have to be thrilled about your body you don't have to love it every day you just have to accept it as it is flaws and all i think this was created because a lot of people felt like is that my phone that made it beep nope okay so i think a lot of people feel like loving yourself 24 7 is unrealistic which i would agree with yeah. Just from like my own journey, like that's a lot. And it feels I feel like it can feel like toxic positivity to some. But I've realized that when I was doing a little research on this, the body acceptance could actually be really helpful to people who are in ED recovery because focusing on loving themselves can feel like such a tall hill to climb. Like it can feel like such an arduous task that like could deter them from wanting to heal and wanting Mm -hmm. to progress on their journey but i think the biggest thing with body acceptance is kind of like obviously accepting yourself as you are but also reflecting on like why you feel negatively about yourself where those things came from and how you can just make peace with yourself without any types of improvement like without needing to lose those five pounds or without needing a lash lift or like anything like that right and then you have body neutrality we're going through this pretty fast i mean i got a lash lift but what are you trying to say anyways continue (laughs) being attacked here well (laughs) what was that I didn't even understand what you said. <laughs> that last bit. Oh, I said it. It looks like Haley's done with my bullshit this time. Yes, we have. We have been reversed. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, yes, I'm done with you. I was like, all right, then thank you for joining us for the plus size section. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Anyways. lost in this out. Anyway. So body neutrality is basically the, the mindset that bodies are neither good nor bad. They just they are there's here they're meat sacks which i fuck with all right Um, all right all right but we can still like even if you hate your body or even if you hate yourself you can still do things that care like 
you can care for yourself and you can care for your body without it being any like bigger message. I would, that's how, that's how I see it. Body neutrality is really popular among like intuitive eating coaches and, you know, other people that are of the mindset, the physical appearance doesn't determine your self-worth and it's not a requirement to love your body. Right. It's, it's merely the, the apparatus that gets, that gets you around. It holds your brain. That's it. Hmm. 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 Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, Sam, how would you feel your journey with these mindsets has changed over the course of your life? Ooh. All right. Interesting. Okay. I got a cough. Hold on. <clears throat> I would say that striving for body positivity, I had a few roadblocks on it just because I think it, when it was started, it was so important for the people that started it, right? Like it was like, mm -hmm. yes, like this is what we need in order to be seen and accepted and celebrated. Um, if we're not, if society isn't going to celebrate us, we're going to celebrate us. We are going to mm -hmm. take up space. We're going to be seen. We're going to get exposure and we're going to say, fuck you if you don't like it because we love it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I think the core message of that is still very relatable and I can mm -hmm. definitely align with that. But I think what happened is that it fell into a like toxic positivity space. Mm -hmm. And I know that toxic positivity can do a lot of harm for a lot of people. I, I saw a TikTok that said like, stop saying like fake it until you make it and say, act as if you already are. So it's <laughs> like, because the word fake has like a negative connotation in our minds. Right. So, I get that. I think that, you know, if it was back in the day when I was really struggling body positivity, instead of saying like, oh, fake it until you feel positive about your body, instead of saying like, act as if you do, like you already are comfortable and loving, you know, love, like you already are comfortable with your body and love your body. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been better message to my brain. But either way, I did struggle maintaining the positivity on a daily basis yeah i think it's body positivity is more easily obtained through actions we had a write-in on instagram Ooh. where one of our followers shared their experience mm -hmm. with body positivity and they said that recently they did a boudoir boudoir right yeah. A boudoir shoot and damn, that made me look at my body in a different way. I can actually look at my naked body and not hate my roles now. And that's all thanks to those couple photos. Oh. Or that, wait, at all roles now, all thanks to a couple photos. Sorry, I messed it up. Sorry, girl. And they can look at their body and feel attractive thanks to taking photos of their body. So I think that act right? That act of doing the boudoir photo shoot, I think having the reminder of the shoot is going to help them maintain the positivity portion of it and the acceptance portion of it. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that they can go hand in hand. I find that body acceptance is where I'm more at now on a day-to-day basis. I'm able to wake up and sorry, my nose piercings are literally killing me, driving me insane. I think that I'm able to wake up and not feel like I'm forced to love my body, but it's easier to be like, Hey, like be more grateful headspace for it. Like, thank you for waking up. Thank you for getting me from A to B. Thank you for, you know, keeping my heart pounding and stuff like that. Like I'm more accepting and grateful for my body. So I'm definitely more in like the acceptance space of it, but accepting like how it works, the medical conditions that impact it. Right. And stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Neutrality. I would say that I, when I'm at my lowest neutrality comes in clutch for me because on days where I just absolutely want to hate my body, I force myself into a neutral headspace of Mm -hmm. it's just a meat suit. It's just a bone sack. Like it's fine. Yeah. No, I think it's, no, I think that that's a really good way to frame it though. Like, because everybody has good days and bad days with their body. Like even the most beautiful or like stereotypically attractive person in the world can have days where they're like damn like i feel like i look like dog shit right that doesn't mean you should like go into like a spiral of negativity like you can force yourself into the neutral aspect of it i think that's a really great way to to cope with those feelings thank you yeah i think that's that so i i go between all three i would say i tend to reside more in acceptance but i have days where i'm more neutral i'm more Mm -hmm. positive and then I'm more accepting. So I think it's just like how I'm feeling about my body on that day to day and basically what I, how I've been taking care of it. Like if I have been treating it like shit in order to not continue to treat it like shit, I shift into neutral Mm -hmm. in order to be grateful for it. I shift into acceptance in order to do self-worship and self-love. I shift into positivity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting that that you actually can reside in all three. Where do I you guess. stay? Where do you stay? I feel like most of the time I don't know, my journey started I came into this like this mindset from apathy, honestly. So I think it was easy to like internalize the message behind body neutrality like really really quick because it wasn't like like I thought that I didn't care about it at first but whenever I was in apathy I was just like well I can't change it anyway so whatever like I'm just gonna YOLO but being able to just get to the point where I was like hey like it's just a body like it is what it is I can still do things that that nourish my body and make me feel good without it being like toxic positivity. Cause that was something by the time I feel like I was really aware of body positivity, it had already been co-opted by, you know, thin able-bodied white, white women. Mm-hmm. And that just like didn't resonate with me. You know, I think a lot of people, like if you have issues with like mental health or you are disabled or have like chronic pain issues, there are absolutely days where you wake up and you're just not feeling it. Right. 
So the idea of always loving yourself and always being like positive about it, you know, that doesn't jive when you're super depressed. That doesn't jive when your back is killing you, you know? Right. So I think aside, like after I got into neutrality, I started working on learning how to accept myself. And I don't think that positivity, unfortunately, really came into play until after I started feeling better, which came from having weight loss surgery and losing weight. But I, because I think so much of how I see my body is tied into like what it can do Mm -hmm. versus what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm able to do things for myself and not have to be like afraid of a simple misstep, like taking me out for weeks, I do feel more positive about it because I am still like the fact that, you know, I had my husband wiping my ass for a period of time. Like that's, that wasn't that long ago for me, you know? Yeah. And I think that is always kind of like in the back of my mind, even whenever, when I get low, I remind myself how far I've come from that point. Right. 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 Yeah. And I think that's, I think that differs with different people, especially you and I, like you do see value in what you can do. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately have like a toxic mindset that I'm trying to undo of I see value in what I look like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's that self-worth wound that I have of like that. She just came out of nowhere. It scared me. My chat. It's like the night that like, (laughs) I, I do feel like I put so much weight to to lack for lack of a better so much importance there we go on Mm -hmm. what I look like yeah you know that's been a big journey for me especially like posting on social media like without wearing makeup showing my arms right not lifting my chin and and doing the turtle you know in pictures and just like letting my cute little double show like yeah it's like not trying to be so digestible for everyone and then Mm -hmm. trying to just find a way to accept accept and find out like who I am without that putting that importance of what I look like you know because that's always been a huge huge thing in my life is being like we talked in the other episode being feminine being attractive you know people finding me attractive people liking me you know um so it's been very difficult to come from a place of like what can it do how can you accept your body how can Mm -hmm. you be grateful that your body is able to body for the most part you know like i i can get up and go outside without any you know aid from anyone or any equipment i can cook for myself i can you know my my medical conditions are more on a internal level a more like like what would you say like chemical level like they're not on a physical internal yeah internal yeah they're not on like a physical other than like my back but that's from an injury you know what I mean Mm -hmm. that's from when I fell so it's like it's not like my body that I have a disability where I'm like oh like my body has an external disability where my body is you know quote unquote like failing me like I don't have that mindset only when it comes like internal things have I had to work through that process of like that my 
body is failing me because of how it looks to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. It's hard to put it into words because I know like outside disabilities are also how it looks to other people. So I, I don't yeah. know how to phrase it, I guess, of like how it makes me feel and the difference, you know? Yeah, I get I think I get what you're saying, though. Like, even the times that you felt like your body was failing you, like how we talked in your intentional weight loss episode, those were still those were still internal. Like, they didn't stop you from caring for yourself. Or right. feeling like an autonomous person. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, yeah. Mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, because I think a lot, another, like, stuff comes with that. Like, not only does stuff come with, like, the internal thing, but when you do need external help from other people or AIDS, mm-hmm. I think it, it, it puts additional weight on you and additional, like, I know from, you know, my mom having to use AIDS in the past, like, there's like a shame to it mm-hmm. where I have shame because of how I look because of my size. But if I also felt as though like, not only is it my weight, but also I have to have a wheelchair to get around. That's an additional layer of shame, right? That yeah. I don't have currently. We also so have I think, like internalized ableism for yeah, sure. Right. So I think that it, it could be difficult to navigate, especially like when I, did feel like my body failed me with a miscarriage like that is there was no neutrality there was no acceptance there was no positivity it was just the lowest I've ever been and it was the anger at my body uh yeah at the at you know it air quotes failing me Mm -hmm. um so I think that the only way to get out of it is to shift I couldn't go you know, clutch to positivity there, that, that, that wouldn't be realistic. It wouldn't be manageable or maintainable. So having, yeah. So having neutrality there, having acceptance, it's almost like a ladder that you go up and down, you know, having Mm -hmm. those there really helped me personally. And I think has helped a lot of people. I think that the three have their own purposes for people that are on different you know, areas of their journey when it comes to just living the human experience in a body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's so unrealistic to expect, to expect yourself or to expect people to wake up feeling positive every single day without fail. Like if someone said they legitimately felt that way, I would be like, are you even aware of like how the world is right now? Right. one. But it's also, like, I feel like if you're constantly in the positive mindset, like, without fail, I feel like you are living in, like, fantasy land. Living Mm -hmm. in that fantasy mindset and not being in touch with yourself on multiple levels. It's like people have bad fucking days, you know? Yeah. I feel like not only not in touch with yourself, but also not in touch with the people that you supposedly love. You know, Mm -hmm. like... People struggle. I think that being able to connect with someone that has struggled and you have struggled is, you know, I mean, nobody likes like trauma bonding obviously isn't healthy, but being able to relate to someone's Mm -hmm. struggle, being able to empathize with other people struggling, that's an important thing to have. So I would worry if someone was like, no, like I'm, I just am just a really positive person all the time. I'd be like, oh, like, are you a sociopath? Like, do you? Yeah. Do you feel like for real though? Because like Kim, there's people dying. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, take a day off. Like, 
Have for you... me, I would be like, what are like what's inside of you that you're hiding from? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, because I just maybe I'm just fucking like, like I've said, I'm Eeyore. I'm the Eeyore of the podcast. And I'm like, there is no way in hell no one feels that good all the time. You are not the Eeyore part. Well, my therapist said today, like, that some people can't go deep because, like, yeah, I struggle very heavily with having fake or, you know, surface level relationships in my life because I've had to fake it so much when I was yeah. younger and, like, be a different person than I was, I wanted to be to be accepted that now I struggle very heavily with having to be fake. I don't want to be a character. I don't want, yeah. I just want to be myself. Like I just want to talk of, you know what I mean? But some people like she made me see the, like some people can't do that. Some people can't go deep because it hurts too bad. So they only can be surface level. And that was like a different perspective than I was kind of prepared for. If that makes yeah. sense, you know, of like, what's like that? That makes sense. Like, I get it. I think that I'm just. I feel like I just live in the deep. Oh like, my God. I cannot handle that. I'm sorry. Like, I know that's not fucking so insufferable, but it's like, no, I... like there is a. I think this is just like my neuro spicy. Like, there is a why behind everything, and at least for me. I gotta fucking know what it is, and it's really hard for me to understand people that, you know, I can un I can absolutely understand how it's too painful to go deep, but it's like, how is that just not an option for you at all? Right, same. I I'm what kind very of what similar. kind of life is that for you? Yeah, I, I want to talk about the hard stuff, and she said like, like I'm like categorized as like a truth sayer. So like, which is like, that makes sense, Libra or whatever, but like, which people make yeah. fun of because like they think Libras are liars. Anyways, that like, because people that want to go deep, like you just want to talk about the big things and move on. Like yeah. you want to talk about your feelings. You want to die. You want to get them out on the floor, talk about the experience and and keep it moving. You don't have to, yeah. you don't have to stay here. But like, I want to talk about like how what you said affected me. Yeah. And I've been told that I'm difficult because of that. Yeah. Right. Or like, oh, Sammy should be a lawyer because she wants to debate. I don't want to debate with you. I want to tell you the way I see it and see the way you see it so we can all just, like, see where we're coming from and move on. Like, yeah. I'm not difficult. I'm not challenging. I'm not a bummer. Let, like, let's just talk about it and then let's move on. Like, yeah, you if know you, what I mean? I feel like if the alternative is just brushing under everything under the rug... And just being like, oh, okay, well, that was a disagreement, whatever. And, you know, that happens 5, 10, 15 times, however long you're, you know, you're connected with somebody. And you just end up with so much shit between you. Like, how are you close? Yeah. If you never talk about anything that is bothering you or, like, shit that comes up. Yeah. She said that that's because some people haven't had safe spaces to, to do that. So, like... Which we have oh, a safe space yeah. now, right? Like you have your partner, I have my partner. So we like have, yeah. we've create, we have our friends that are safe. So we have like this safe place that we've curated because mm -hmm. we didn't have a safe space. So like we've made one where like these right. people still have like people that have difficulties going deep or talking about their feelings. Like it's because they still don't have a safe space to yeah. do so. And it's like, you know. I get that. Yeah. I think for... I guess to clarify my perspective on it, it's not that I, you know, I understand 
how people could feel like you can't express your emotions because you didn't have the safe space. Like, I totally get that. What I don't understand necessarily is like just staying surface level permanently, you know? Yeah. Like, anytime something dips the toe into anything of substance, they're like, oh, never mind. Like, yeah, I same. I, I don't know how they, I don't know how to do that. I think that it's, but I think like that's why you say you're the Eeyore of the podcast and like because you do go deep and I personally like not so much on the podcast that much but like I try to go deep in my relationships and mm -hmm. my personal development right like it's been a very long journey with my body image I'm still on it I feel like you're still on it like mm -hmm. it's an ever-growing thing I will say as I get older I am growing more into my I don't give a fuck era yeah um which I love because being at the market and seeing like a bunch of the, the younger generation, I could like see the difference. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. And like, I've been there. Like I remember being in my twenties. I remember being told I was fat and, you know, ugly. What? At like 10, nine, eight being very, being like on weight watchers and fucking Adkins and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. before I was in high school right so like you're already told that your body's wrong yeah. so how could you even try to curate a neutral stance how could you try to curate acceptance positivity when like everyone from every angle is telling you that it's not it's not okay yeah so I think that as you get older and as the media reflects these messages of positivity acceptance and neutrality it makes it more approachable for people that are on different parts of their journey. We need yep. all three. All three serve a really amazing purpose. And I think that they help people where they're at, you know? Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I think that going from hatred straight to positivity, like you're lying to yourself. Right. You're lying to other people too. Right. Which, I mean, people can say, yeah, fake it till you make it. Like Lord knows. I did that big time with like just being able to come out of my shell and like not even liking my body, just liking myself, period. Mm -hmm. Because I also got those descriptors like I'm difficult. All I want to do is argue and I question stuff. I'm dramatic. And oh my God, the dramatic. That's why Continue. Yeah, but that's why I say that I am your because it's like, and I live in the deep because my feelings are so big that I like, I can't ignore them even if I wanted to. Right. Even if I said, no, nothing's wrong. Like my face, it would tell. It would tell on yeah. me. It always does. Right. But oh, fuck, where was I going with this? Sorry. No, it's okay. I I think that I honestly would love to see more body acceptance and neutrality instead of positivity because like even if you are being body positive in spite of other people. Is that truly positivity or is that just armor against other people and you still aren't sure about how you feel about yourself inside? Right. And I think it's difficult, too, because, like, you have brands like Victoria's Secret who, like, for decades or mm -hmm. a decade had nothing but thin-bodied individuals, cisgendered thin-bodied individuals. And then this year they're like, actually, we are all inclusive. And it's like, no one believes you. 
No one thinks that that's your core. Did you see the? Did you see the show? I didn't see the show. No. I saw it on TikTok. But they had I... diff. So they had marginalized communities on there. They had disab- disabled folks. They had queer folks. They had folks of like different cultures and ethnic backgrounds. Like that was the whole shtick. They had mm-hmm. fat bodied individuals. Like, but it's like it took them how long to do this though? Like how right, many but... years of people even pointed it out though? Yeah, and but it's like no one believes you. Like we know that these are not your core values. No. We know that you don't actually stand behind this. No. We know they, you don't. If they did, they would have done this a long time ago, the first time it got brought up. Like, I, I feel like it was first addressed at them in, like, the 2012 to 2014, 16-ish mm-hmm. time frame. I know that it was. So it took them this long. It's bullshit. Right. But I feel like it, it felt, that feels the same as going directly from self-loathing to positivity. It it feels like the same, like at your core, at your core, this isn't your belief. Yeah. You are presenting this right now and Mm -hmm. it feels inauthentic from going from that big of a leap. Like you have to get there. And I think that like, I do, I do love Kristen. Her, one of her things is like commit to the you in the future. Mm -hmm. So like do things in the present that will help future you succeed. Yeah. And I, I feel Danny, like Danny just mentioned that as well. Yeah. Like his example was around food, but like what you do today isn't really going to affect you today. It'll affect you three days from now. So think right. about future you and how you want to feel, how you want to act, all of that. Exactly. And I think that that's a better message of like, hey, if you want to embody body positivity, start with neutrality. Mm-hmm. Right. Start with neutrality. See how it affects you. In you know, in two days from now, three days from now, then go up to acceptance if you can, right? Yeah. But I think that's especially like when you are younger. I know for sure, like it was zero to a hundred with me, boy. Zero oh, to a yeah. hundred. I was either hungry, happy, horny. Like that was it. She God. was hungry. Yes. She was happy. She was horny. Like there was no. You know what I mean? There was no mm-hmm. like gradual. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing you can say with, like finances. Who do we know that has like a 10 year financial plan? The only person I know is, is a fucking Capricorn. And it's like, of course, of course, this is. Right. I know. And she's one been person. like that since I was like in, in my early 20s. And she's right. only a couple years older than me. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Inspirational. But yeah. So inspirational. But like that doesn't happen. Like, no, it's so difficult for people, especially in our generation, to have long term goals. And I I mean, I get it, guys. Like, we grew up with like shit just like literally falling apart and still is. Yeah. So, like, it's different. It's different. But like, it's still like we don't see that we don't see ourselves 10 years in the future. We we live literally day to day, right? We never know what's going to happen. And it's It's the same with like. It's easier to plan that stuff for like how you feel about yourself, like not right. have a financial plan or a career plan. Dude, I get it. Shit happens. Right. But like you, you are in control of how you feel about you. Once you realize that like shit is not okay. Like if you realize you're not okay inside about how you feel about yourself, you are in control of like making the actionable steps to improve. If you improve how you see yourself, if you want to. Right. If if you focus on what you have versus what you don't have, right? What you right. can control versus what you can't control. 
And and I think that that plays a part in in the way you see your body image. And you know, if I constantly focus solely on, you know, my weight and how the number on the scale and how society hates that number, I'm mm-hmm. never going to actually learn to accept myself. If I yeah. stop assigning value to that number and it just be and I become neutral about it and it's just a number on a scale, then maybe one day I can move into a place where it's like, oh, I can accept this number on the scale and figure out more like how does my body feel at this number? Does mm-hmm. my back hurt? Yeah. You know, does does it not hurt? Do, can I walk a mile and not get winded and feel as though like I can still be active with my family, with my yeah. loved ones? You know what I mean? Like, how does that feel? And then go into, you know, positivity like, wow. I, I, the number got lower, but that is because I realized I accepted how I felt at that number. And now I don't feel that way. I do feel better at this number. I Mm -hmm. do feel as though, you know, I can embrace more in my day-to-day life at this number. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a personal journey and I think it's an individual because I know so many people that feel fine, fine at a larger number, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was some debate that we had with one of our guests was like, okay, would well, they feel fine now, but they might not feel fine later. And like, that's to the, yeah. that's up to the individual, you know, like that's their responsibility. Totally. And it's not society's responsibility to bully them to be a different number. Right. Exactly. I think that's the hard part of all this is like people's fucking inputs on how you're living your life and their treatment of you. And yeah. that this whole mentality of like health is wealth. Like, bro, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, I think it's, I think it's absolutely wonderful to, like, if someone wants to live their life, like, trying to be the healthiest that they can, as long as it's not a fucking complex or, like, a a disordered way of living, like, good for you, you know? Right. Not everyone has that luxury just by default. Right. You know? I could be, like, even the, I could be in the best shape of my life. And it would not be like 100% health because no matter how strong I get, my back is never going to be like the part of my back that's weak is never going to be 100% no matter what I do because of shit that's already happened to it. Right. But that doesn't mean that I'm worthless, you know? Right. Well, that's the same thing with my, you know, PCOS. Like it, Mm -hmm. there are so many thin bodied individuals with PCOS that it, you know, I was always going to have insulin issues, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and yes, I can, I, you know me, I have yo-yoed up and down and guess what? My PCOS, like some people, they can, you know, get it to where it's not very impactful. For me, it, it really, it it's kind of always been very front and center of my life and it has impacted me, my fertility and like, again, hitting that self-worth wound. And I think that that's, what a lot of this does is like these movements help people live. They help people survive. They help people not unalive themselves. Right. And it's important to be able to speak to people in different mindsets. And that's why I love having all three personally. And I love that what we talked with Rosie about, you know, worthy at every size. And yeah. I think that's a, that's could be the next movement. And I love it. I love that movement. But again, yeah. You know, we do have communities that face a higher impact of that. Right. And I think that we have a lot of work to do, like, 
deconstructing like capitalism within ourselves and like how Mm -hmm. much we've internalized that sort of thing and like the the protestant work ethic that so many of us were raised in like we have such a long way to go with that because there are so many people like even marginalized groups like if you can't work they think you're not worth anything and it's like it's just another way that we have tied our worth to something that we don't have complete control over right like you you don't have control over whether you keep your job like we could get fired like we could all get fired tomorrow right you know all you can do is your best with that but like someone who doesn't have a job is worth just as much as someone otherwise but so many people don't see it that way i agree i agree so yeah i think the the only other thing that i really want to add is like as far as like body positivity goes and it's something that i know that i have been guilty of i know a lot of people have but like taking taking the shitty stuff that people have said to you and like making jokes about yourself before other people do yeah or using like negative descriptors as like a like a fuck you mm-hmm. to everyone else like that's not that's not positivity either no it it's not it's not absolutely i think that that's again a wall it's a defense mechanism and and like yes do we see that a lot online of course because when you're mm-hmm. constantly berated for your yeah. size online you're going to be quick to the draw right like this didn't yeah. hurt me but and sensationalism gets views like of totally absolutely absolutely but being body positive to me means really being like proactive with who you are mm-hmm. being 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 so accepting and being like almost like self-worshipping in a way yeah. that lifts others up mm-hmm. as well as yourself showing up online or in person saying hey i know you haven't seen someone that looks like me look at how loving i am look at how happy i am or look at, look at how look at what i'm doing even though mm-hmm. you like like Danny was saying like look at me having sex as yeah. a bigger person on the t- on TV you yeah. know what i mean exactly. existing in an open existing openly for others to aspire to i think that's important with body positivity i think it's important to say like i exist and i have a great life because i have curated this life despite yeah. what society wanted me to do you know what i mean absolutely like, yeah I fully agree with that. It's something that like kindness spreads, you know, like even if it's kindness to yourself, like whatever episode that was where you saw you were in IHOP with with Brian mm-hmm. and where you were wearing something that showed your belly and you saw someone like not hide theirs under their hoodie or something like that anymore. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that. Like you see someone practicing like self-love and gratitude and not dogging on themselves 24 7 and it, it like plants the little seed within the person who's viewing that right and you just have to like tend to it and yeah. nurture that for it to grow right i agree i love that Thank you. so share with us in the comments how you feel about body positivity body acceptance and body neutrality i will do a poll where you can let us know where you're at on your journey are you feeling more neutral more accepting or more positive 
all three are fine. All three are valid. So you let us know, share with us how you're feeling. And Haley, as long as they're sharing with us how they're feeling, should they, where can they share us with their friends? Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think so. I'm picking up right now. (laughs) So if you want to share us with your friends, not in a sex way, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at plus size section on TikTok at the plus size section. If you want to send us how you're feeling about yourself, you know, drop us a, send us an email. You know the spiel, the plus size mm-hmm. section at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please give us a little rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Answer the polls. Also, the, yep. the message about engagement still stands. We want to hear stands. from you guys. And they also, have been doing better. I'm very proud of good. you. I did see someone that was like here with my obligatory emojis. I'm like, yes. Yes. We stand you, by the way. We I don't know if you want us to drop your name on the pod, so let me know in a message if you do. But they're the one that did the write-in on Instagram. So we stand you Heck and yeah. we love you. Thank you for being here. That's amazing. We really do want to hear from everyone. Like, if if we don't know y'all's perspectives, we're just a couple of people just shooting the shit. And we don't want this podcast to be that. We no. want to know. Right. And like I said earlier in the episode, I want to know the why behind everything. Yes. So you guys have to tell me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys next week. Bye, y'all.